Hey everyone, this is Brady, just letting you know that the episode you're about to listen to was originally recorded as a Patreon exclusive, but due to the extreme weather conditions in Texas this week, we were not able to record a new episode. It's kind of hard when you don't have power or internet or food or water. We'll be back next week to continue the Twilight Saga, but if you enjoy this episode, we're going to be posting all future content for Writer's Room on our Patreon page. We'll have some bonus episodes and merch available there as well, so you should definitely go check it out. So, with that out of the way, please enjoy the inaugural episode of Writer's Room. everyone and welcome to stir the plots first ever patreon exclusive podcast writer's room in which we attempt to write a movie my name is Derek Foltz keyword on the attempt there my name is Brady King (laughs) (laughs) my name is Colton Hart hey guys welcome to the podcast my name is Tyler and hey if you are a patreon supporter first of all thank you um, second of all, welcome to your bountiful reward. Yeah, thank you so much. If you're hearing this, you're you're giving us your cold hard American dollars. Yeah, we'd like to say thank you, and also, are you sure? <laughs> we'd like to say thank you and sucker. <laughs> we got them. Yeah. So for each episode of Writer's Room, we are going to have already picked a movie genre, and we are going to attempt to write a movie based around that genre. Uh, and we're going to bring a couple of log lines, and we're going to try to workshop each other's log lines. Uh, Brady, for the uninitiated out there, can you please explain what a log line is? Um, yeah, so a log line is used in studio pitches, and it basically is a screenplay condensed down to about two or three sentences that conveys the entire, basically the entire plot of the movie. So an inciting incident, a character, and the main problem that they're trying to overcome. Um, so it's a little different than just a movie summary. You are basically trying to explain the entire movie in two or three sentences. Right. Most of the time when you are pitching a script or a screenplay to like a movie studio, you have like a couple of minutes to try to get their attention. Um, so for today's episode, our first inaugural episode of Writer's Room, we uh, actually don't have a genre picked out, but what we are going to do is we are going to take some log lines that we have already written in the past, or in Colton's case, about five minutes ago. That's not and, true. Uh, <laughs> well, I finished one a little bit ago. Yes. <laughs> while we were on the call. Yes. But I had one of them written. Okay, it's true. But... Colton Colton did show me his log lines five minutes ago, and they were written in crayon and had ketchup <laughs> smears. So they do exist. In what state they exist is a matter of question. So we're going to bring a log, uh, we're going to bring two to three log lines each, and we're going to uh, vote amongst ourselves which one we want to actually flesh out more. We're going to brainstorm, we're going to, we're going to storyboard. Hey, listen, everybody take a second and just breathe that creative air in. Oh, just smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Breathe it too hard. You're supposed to pace yourself. Please don't cough. Please don't cough. Inhale. Exhale. In these trying times, please don't cough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so to start us all off, Brady, why don't you go ahead and uh, read us those sweet, sweet log lines, baby. Okay, yeah, so to start off, I've got three log lines here. Um, A couple of these were screenplay ideas I had a while back, um, and one of them I pulled out of my butt 15 minutes ago. (laughs) So we're going to start off with the first one. 
In a world of superpowers, a deadbeat college dropout hates his own. He has the uncontrollable tendency to teleport every time he gets nervous. When he learns someone evil is after his new summer crush, he must overcome his own insecurities to protect her. Hmm. It sounds very uh, Looper, not Looper, uh, Jumper meets Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I, yeah, kind of. I was going for a very like Adventureland sort of coming of um, age kind of movie. Coming of age summer flick, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's number one. Uh, number two is <clears throat> when a teenager discovers his favorite crime fighting team of social media influencers are actually phonies, he finds himself on their list of villains and must go on the run in order to take them down. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, I, I actually am a big fan of this one. Uh, it basically imagines that there is a world of superheroes uh, or that superheroes in this world are basically social media influencers um, and more or less pick their villains based on popular vote. Okay. Um, and this poor kid finds himself on that list when he discovers they're actually just phonies. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, so number three is uh, when an alien invader becomes disillusioned with his people's enslavement of Earth, he must risk everything to assist an ongoing revolution and help free humanity. So this is basically an alien movie from the perspective of the invaders. Um, and this one has not quite been workshopped as much as the other three or the other two. Is this the one that you uh, you pulled out of your butt? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> It's still sore. Don't we don't talk about it? Oh, gross! <laughs> All right, uh, those were great. I I could see honestly any one of those, and I would see any one of those. I'm so desperate to actually like sit in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desperate to see something that doesn't have the Netflix logo come come before it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of those three beautifully crafted, carefully thought out log lines that I really did pour my heart and soul into. Mm -hmm. um, which two did you hate? <laughs> hate is a strong word. More like loathe, despise. Uh, no, I really liked the uh, the social media like supervillain idea. It, it has. It feels like it could have a lot of like different, heavier themes almost, influencer culture. And like idolization mm -hmm. of like influencers and stuff like that. Yeah, I like uh, hearing influencers talk about how being an influencer is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, all right, who wants to go next? All right. Um, I only have two log lines. Um, I actually don't do a lot of writing, um, and so this is a little this is a little challenging for me. So they might not be great. That's all right. Um, we're here to we're here to help you stretch. We're here to help you flex. We're here to get that creative mind into shape. We're here to get that noggin jogging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that mind refined. Ooh. Brady, it's your turn to come up with a joke. Time to get your brain on the train tracks of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time to get that medulla. Uh... Oh, please. Hold on. Shh. This is going to be good. Shh. Everybody, shh. This is going to be a good one. What runs with medulla, Derek? <laughs> Shh, everyone, shh. <laughs> Trying to get that medulla, a doula, doula peeps, <laughs> otherwise known as Dua Lipa. Stream Dua Lipa's new album right now. <laughs> this was <clears throat> not a paid advertisement. No, we are not being paid by Big Dua. Big, big Lipa. <laughs> All right, Colton, now that we've taken your spotlight away. 
<laughs> okay, so my first one's going to sound really weird, um, and then I'll give some context right after I finish my log line. Okay. So, <clears throat> a plain fisherman falls in love with the moon goddess. After the two are found hiding their relationship from the other gods, the moon must give up pieces of herself each month to be with him. Basically, it's going to be the story of the DreamWorks logo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Colton. <laughs> I was really hoping this was bending towards like Greek gods, deep mythology, but DreamWorks logo works too. That is a deep mythology. We don't know what they've been through. <laughs> yeah, you're engaging popular culture in a way I don't think I've seen many people do. So yeah, this is new and invigorating. This is subversive. Mm-hmm. All right, Colton, number two. All right, <clears throat> this one's the one that... <laughs> I finished five minutes ago. I've oh, I've been working oh on boy. it for a little bit, but so there's, a lot, everyone. there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot that's in this one. A ragtag band of pirates, led by their captain Red, find a treasure map with a compass rose. Thinking that it is real, they set out on a high stakes adventure to find the compass rose, which ends up being re a real utopia full of mythical creatures. Hmm. Interesting. The compass rose on maps that you see, like they think it's real, and it turns out to like be a real thing <laughs> okay but it's like everyone's telling them like they're idiots and like stupid yeah 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 yeah. okay so is this uh is this like some sort of high stakes like pirates of the caribbean yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like of errors <clears throat> sort of maybe? yeah like 1600s like pirates and stuff like that i'm gonna go ahead and say if i gotta pick one it's gonna be the pirate one yeah just because i want to see where colton's i want to see how colton's brand explores this space <laughs> yeah i uh i i would also pick the pirate one as well not because I don't uh, absolutely adore the DreamWorks logo. I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to pick the pirate one ultimately. I do kind of want to know. Okay, Colton, just give us a brief description on where your brain space was when you wrote the log line for the DreamWorks logo. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so there's kind of like a joke online of like, how did he get up on the moon or like whatever? And so like, I kind of thought like, it'd be kind of cool to like, spin it in like kind of like a greek mythology kind of way like go like going through like why the moon has phases in a way like giving that kind of story i could see this one as a fun like animated adventure movie yeah however yeah. i think i think pirates have more marketability so i'm going with pirates <laughs> yes uh, as we've seen from the five parts of the caribbean movie the three parts of the caribbean movies producers are gonna love that one let me tell you big studios mwah, eat that up <laughs> they love pirates all right. Well, I guess since there is only uh, three people in this podcast, I will go. Yeah. So next. anyway, Tyler, how are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we forgot about we forgot about Tyler. Hey, is Tyler on the is Tyler on the call? Where do you go? We can edit it out and we can edit it in post probably. Hey, Tyler, if you can hear me, just send me your audio. Uh, just send me what you think we're talking about, and I'll edit it in. <laughs> All right, Derek, what you got? Okay. Uh, so I have three uh, and. Mind you, this was these were written in 2016, 2017, something like that. Sure, we were uh, all different humans in 2016. Yes, uh, and they are all incredibly similar. Uh, and you can also kind of tell like what my like general area of interest is in. Perfect. Um, so the first one is in a futuristic totalitarian America where technology is the ultimate authority, a resistance group seeks to bring about change. Okay. So, like, in America, 
in the present, an AI is created to help uh, stop all wars. Uh, but the AI, as they are wont to do, becomes uh, self-aware. But the AI like takes over all of North America, and uh, basically like people start getting like technological implants inside themselves and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, this like resistance group like that are opposing the rule of this AI are like trying to overthrow it and like defeat it. Yeah. All right. I, I smell dystopian. Keep uh, keep them coming. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're just that's the surface. It's yeah. Uh, so the second one is when most of North America is scorched by mysterious, uncontrollable wildfires. A group of survivors must defend themselves from what lies within the ruins. Oh, okay. I'm getting a a very like rain of fire vibe from this one. Yeah, I. So I don't really, this was kind of one that like when I was writing these, I just kind of pulled out of my butt. I was thinking more along the lines of like, it's, it's like a survival horror, like yeah, along the lines of like, uh, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, I don't really know. I would also probably scale it down to like, not all of North America, but like a small town or something like that. Uh, just if I were to pick this one, but I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. Let's keep going. What's yeah. what's number three? Uh, uh, the third one is when a boy discovers he has the power of telekinesis, he must defend himself from a government who views him as a threat to national security. Yeah, dystopian and sci-fi seem to be your uh, your niche. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Especially back then, I was real interested in like superheroes and. Like, yeah, used to. I've I've totally grown out of that phase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, totally. Ugh. Why would I ever watch a Marvel movie? <laughs> um. So yeah, what y'all think? Um, I'm gonna go with number two. I think the premise of uh like the entire world being destroyed by wildfires is actually a really interesting concept. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm probably I would go with number two or number three. So I guess I'll be with two. I really like that idea. Yeah, I I want to... This is kind of one that I want to flesh out a little bit more because uh, uh, number three was actually the one that I picked to write my screenplay on. Oh, sweet. So, so yeah, that was already kind of a fleshed out world to begin with. And so it's like, I really want to take this second one and kind of uh, see where it goes. Well, sweet. Do y'all want to go through a round of brainstorming real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I this is... I'm actually super excited for this. Um so let me let me just give you guys some context, and then I think we can flesh out the world and the story of my film. Um, I, I basically imagined that in this world of of logline number two, mm. super superheroes um, market themselves through social media. They're almost like superheroes are Instagram influencers. They are YouTubers. They are vloggers, and so in the eyes of the public. I guess a superhero's marketability is entirely dependent on the way the public views them. Um, and I think this story came about as a, as a means to challenge that. So you have this kid who maybe is excited to work with them uh, and then ends up realizing when he actually gets the chance that, oh, these people are phonies. They don't actually do everything they say. Uh, do you, uh, the idea that I had when I first, like when you started describing it, is that our main character like becomes an intern for one of them? Yeah, actually, that's that's a hundred percent what I thought. Is that maybe like so these superheroes sort of have 
um, these brands that they've created around themselves. And, and this guy, our main character is excited to go work with one of them and then realizes that from the inside, things aren't as like crystal clear and, and aren't as clean as they might seem. Yeah. Um, I think where it differentiates with something like the boys, for instance, is that he doesn't go along with it. He actually starts to fight it and resist it. And because of that, they label him as a villain um, and start like not only are the superheroes now coming after him, but like the public is as well. I'm I'm imagining in my head like they would have like grown up and like adored these. Like I feel like this has been going on for a long time. Have any of y'all ever played um, Borderlands Three? No. no. Okay, it's very uh, <clears throat> so the bad guys in that are like social media influencers. Oh, really? They do like almost like Twitch streamers that kind of thing and they have a lot of just like nods and jokes to like stuff like that and so that's kind of where my mind i i do feel like this this theme has been done before i keep mentioning the boys because this like inciting incident is basically reminiscent of that plot line um but i almost envision this as like uh targeted towards a younger audience like almost an animated series or something like that oh i was gonna ask you if it was gonna be dark like the boys I don't think so. And the reason I, I don't think so is because it would it would end up being too similar. I almost want this to be like a lighthearted take on it. Mm. Like it's very quirky and like action oriented. And because I think that is like that is messaging for younger kids that I think is is relevant right now. Hey, kids, turns out Logan Paul is actually the worst. <laughs> actually a prick. Who knew? Not a great guy. Should I say? <laughs> I'm, hot take alert. Logan Paul, not great. Never met the guy personally, but I can probably just go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the heroes films a dead body in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> what I had in mind was I, w- I would always just like almost assume he would see something, see them do something that does not like match up with this vision that he has in his mm-hmm. head of these heroes and he goes to like a newspaper yeah. the equivalent of like the New York Times or something sure and like gives them like all of the dirty details about like what these people are like behind closed doors uh the heroes have to do like a like a fake apology video yeah and like make them make themselves out to be victims almost yeah, that's that's definitely one of the like major themes is like how easily public opinion is swayed. And so I almost wonder if he like goes to like if he gets dirt on them and like goes behind their back and and ends up maybe like thinking that he's about to break the story and at the end of the day like nobody cares. You know, it's like, yeah, but they're they're these celebrities and like they they would never do that. They couldn't do that. Yeah, we're like the audience is like for sure these guys are bad. Like we're watching it and saying that, but like there's no like accountability or like punishment for them right okay i had an idea i had okay i had an epiphany uh what if it was like instead of him like going to the newspaper or whatever he so he like gets hired on as like a videographer like intern right and he's like filming content for them or like helping them film content oh yeah what they don't know is he's like he's like recording them like just in everyday interactions and stuff and he gets like fed up with the hypocrisy of it all. And he releases this video exposing all of them under like some pseudonym or whatever. Mm, right. I want to go. So I had a kind of an idea for like what makes him like tip over the edge. Right. What if like when he was a kid, they did something that like 
has really cemented like them as the good guys in his mind. Yeah. Something like maybe he was involved in an accident, but like they saved him or something and they find out it like it was all fake or like they like staged it. Yeah, I very much I very much think like the way their brand makes their money and and I think this is where he begins to see through the curtain is that they like more or less stage these superhero versus supervillain events almost mm. um oh that could be some fun that could be some really fun scenes yeah and like they they pro they make their money off of that but what they what people don't realize is that like they are actually fake and staged it, it's almost like like the wwe of superhero media in a way real hero real heroes fake fights yeah oh no, that'd 100%. be really cool you could have like a really cool like first day on the job like a supervillain shows up and like fights them and whatever the main character's name is, is like freaking out and like, Oh man, like Holy cow. And then like they beat him and then like, he just gets up <laughs> yeah. and he's like, all right guys, see ya. See you next month. Like, yeah. And you find out that they like hired that guy off of Fiverr or something. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, I definitely think like you're going to have to establish these superheroes in the public eye as like untouchable. Um, mm. Which is why whenever he, I think, starts collecting dirt on them, um, it becomes so dangerous is because he realized he's going to be shunned both by these superheroes um, and by, like, the public eye. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what, like, so, like, he would adopt, like, a, a villain moniker or whatever and release this, like, expose video on YouTube or about them. They know it's him. Because it's like, who else would have all this footage? Sure, yeah. And like, I feel like he could like blackmail them almost, or like at least attempt to blackmail them. Yeah. To like tr try to keep his name out of the public, but obviously, like that doesn't work. They're superheroes; they can't really be blackmailed. Yeah. You know, the the heroes release like kind of their own content, and you know, uh, kind of do what Mysterio does at the end of Far From Home, and just yeah. is like, this dude is Spider Man or whatever. And like public opinion turns against him, his family's put in danger. Like he's he himself is put in danger. I think he sees the phoniness of it all, and he thinks to himself, like, "Oh, well, if they're gonna come after me, it's gonna be in like a a fake way. Like all they're gonna all they're gonna be able to do is ma make propaganda against me. But actually, when he becomes the villain, they actually start to come after him. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Like they are now making content about like them trying to fight and like kill him <laughs> yeah no i think i think like when he is pegged as the villain they they start releasing content that's like hey we are out to get this guy he's evil and we need your help and so now he's on the run from both these superheroes and the public in a very real and tangible way because like the stakes aren't just like we're we're gonna like poo poo your reputation it's like if we find you we're literally gonna kill you yeah and what if he like like during this, like, what if he has to turn to like actual supervillains? Like, to, oh, that'd like, be cool. Help. Like other disenfranchised supervillains. Yeah, yeah. He like he meets this like kind of, I feel like uh, almost like a ragtag group of like people that are like, no, like we believe you. Like we we always felt something was fishy about them. Come on, let's go. We're gonna go take you to like some more some more people that believe you. Yeah. And turns out it's like all these villains that they fought over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is cool. I this is a lot to think about. I I actually might end up pursuing this one further because this is this is a fun idea. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to take up any more time. Um, 
Colton, I think you're up. Let's uh, let's talk about this pirate idea of yours. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess uh, walk me through who like the main characters would be. Like, who is the main character of this movie? Um, so I would say that the Captain Red is going to be the main character of this. I think it's not going to be just like it's going to be more of like the crew is necessarily like yeah he he's got like an ensemble cast around him sure yeah um but like he's the type of pirate that like everyone on their crew would like take a bullet for like a hundred percent like they would die for him like no questions asked is the conflict in this movie that he would or or that like everybody else is against him like nobody thinks that this is a good idea yeah so i think like the conflict would come from either everyone telling him he's stupid and like, or you could throw in like, <laughs> there's a uh, pirate that's like going against him and a crew that's going against him and like trying to beat him every step of the way. You can almost have an antagonist who is both publicly shaming him, but also like after the same goal. Yeah. Okay. Um. You said this was going to be like set during like the actual like age of pirates, correct? Mm-hmm. So tell me if this is a stupid idea. What if it was like set modern day and this guy, the Captain Red, is just some like kooky old man that thinks he's like actually a pirate. Hmm. And he like meets this kid or like this main character or whatever. And he tells them all about the compass rose or whatever and how it's a real place and it's a real thing. And he knows he can find it. And the kid is like becoming, you know, the kid and his friends. Obviously, we can't just have like one kid with a kooky old man. This isn't back to the future. Sure. Yeah. What if it was like like him and his friends become so like disillusioned with the idea of like going to find this that he's like, I'm leaving like on my ship tonight like at midnight and if y'all are gonna come like let's you know let's go and so they like sneak out of their house their parents like think they're missing and they're going on this like modern day sea voyage with this like just crazy old man that thinks he's a pirate yeah you yeah. almost could have like a you almost could have like a goonie sort of vibe to it that's like, what that's i was about to say literally like, like in my head yeah in my head i was like i want this to kind of be like the goonies yeah you know it, like i said it's set in modern times but like the farther they get into the ocean the more it's like the more kind of fantastical it gets almost. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I feel like there's gotta be elements of like sea monsters and like, you know, sirens even, or like something that's like, sure. You could almost, you could almost have this take on like a, a where the wild things are sort of vibe to it. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. you have this band of kids who have run away from home and are chasing this legendary treasure or whatever. Um, but you could have these like, "Quote unquote imaginary monsters that that appear very real to them. Mm. Where the wild things are, it's never really clear if it's like a, a fever dream or or what. So I think you could you could kind of walk that line of like maybe the monsters are real, maybe they're not. Who who knows? Yeah. Maybe they're just like maybe this movie is all taking place in their backyard and they're in a cardboard box of a pirate ship and mm. this is them living out their fantasy. Like who knows? Or you could even like you could even have the movie like." like set the whole time through like they're fighting these monsters like and they get there and like they make it back home and like the end scene is like their backyard and it's like i don't whatever their whatever their ship's name is like this cardboard box and it's like written like vss like whatever on the cardboard box and like 
they've got like newspaper, like sailor hats and like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, is this all fake? Like, yeah. And I, I think it, you could almost pull a like line, the witch in the wardrobe where they get back and like nothing has changed. Yeah. And then like they, the, the film ends or something, they go out to wear red as he's like known outside of his like captain persona, just red. They go to where he normally is like on, you know, on a bench somewhere and he's not there. But they like look out into the distance and they just see like a pirate ship like slowly fading into the distance mm. or something like that. Something real like cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. And it's like, and or they like reach into their pocket and they pull out like a gold doubloon or something that they found on the island just to like know that it's all real. And yeah. then he spends it on V bucks or something. Like yeah, that. he <laughs> he invests it all into Roblox. <laughs> Dude, I like that. that. That could be such a like fun like. Yeah, I don't know. That could be a, such a fun, fantastical adventure. I really like that. I I think that's a, a neat idea. Like for a really like fun kids movie, or it's like, or is this like hard? Uh, is this like hard R? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best. All right. Uh, yeah, two down, one to go. It's my turn, I guess. Uh, I was kind of talking to Brady about this a little bit pre pre planning all this. Uh, instead of like the like almost the entirety of North America getting, getting burned down, uh, I want it to be kind of localized into like a small town. Yeah, I was about to say, ain't no way Texas is going. <laughs> we got too much desert. Maybe Southeast Texas, but it's too humid. <laughs> so when we were when we were coming up with this uh, the idea for this, I was kind of thinking about that logline in particular, and I almost wanted it to be like. So there's this wildfire that happens. Uh, the uh, this family has to evacuate their home, but um, they forget uh, their youngest child. Okay, at, gotcha. at, like at the house, like they're in such a rush that they just like forget their kid. Yeah, that was the that was the main question I had. Is or is who is the protagonist of this movie? Is it this family? Yeah, it's the it's the it would be the the child that goes missing his older brother okay gotcha trying to trying to find this kid or what what happened to him yeah oh that could be really cool yeah so they they have to evacuate they forget their kid uh but they can't go back to their house because their house is like kind of in the in the line of fire no pun intended so they leave and they come back and the kid is gone like they don't know where he is Mm. the house like burns down they think the kid is inside. They're like, well, he died in the fire. This isn't that. And the, the oldest, the oldest uh, son is like, no, like there's, there wasn't any body found. Like he, he can still be out there. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else is, nobody else is looking too deep into it, but this kid is determined yeah. to figure out what happened to his brother. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, and I, I could almost imagine it being like super eight kind of meets silent hill. So you bring up, you bring up silent hill. Do you want it to have like a ethereal horror vibe to it? Yeah, I don't know necessarily. Maybe like kind of light horror, Silent Hill in tone, maybe, but maybe not body horror. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, maybe like a mystery, like with like a little tinge of the supernatural. Okay, this is um, this is a little reaching. But have y'all ever seen Zathura? Yes. Yeah. I feel like it feels like that a little bit. Like you have like the two brothers and like then one of them goes missing like in the game. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, he comes back later, and he's, like, older and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So his his little brother does come back, and then all this this terrible stuff... Well, yeah. Or, like, him. he comes... Is that what you're saying? He Like, stuff starts happening in the town, and the older brother thinks it's the younger brother, but, like, the younger brother hasn't been found yet, and everyone's like, no, like, your younger brother's dead, like... Oh, I, I, liked, the, I, I liked the idea of the brother, like, coming back. Because mm. it's like, I, I really want to, like... I really want to play into the forest element of it. So it's like they're surrounded by this like giant forest. That's where the fire started. Yeah. Um, and so like the, the, the youngest, the little brother like walks, like he's found outside of the forest and like they bring him in and he's like, obviously like very changed in a way. Sure. Not like physically or not like physically or anything, but like, yeah, stu- like stuff is like stuff is happening around him and he's like brought like, the fire wasn't, you know, you find it like the fire wasn't natural or something. And it was like, have so, you like there's something like deep in the woods? Yeah. Have you fleshed out what caused the fire or what the source of all of this is? No, this is like, this is literally the first time that I've like really fleshed this out. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause I, if it is supernatural, I, I almost don't even know if you need to explain what it is. I, I almost think that the relationship between, the two brothers is the story. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that you necessarily have to, I mean, do a little bit of world building, but I think, I think the focus should be on like the relationship between the two brothers and the fact that everybody thinks that this kid who's returned is possessed or demonic or something. And this little, the, the other brothers defending him. I, there's a lot of different ways this could play out. Yeah. I feel like the, the antagonist of the movie could like because we're going like the kind of unexplainable like supernatural element could be the forest itself yeah mm. um like the forest is not even really just like a forest but also like an entity yeah um and maybe it's it's mad about humanity encroaching on yeah this is this is envi- this is an environment yeah, I, I heard that come out of my mouth and oh, i was okay. like that's a little peta-esque but <laughs> <laughs> humanity is the disease <laughs> uh, they say dolphins have already returned to livingston humanity, humanity is the true is, disease yeah humanity is the virus we are the virus <laughs> uh but like um yeah like the forest itself could be like uh like an entity that's like every so often it like requires a sacrifice and the boy was supposed to be this like the little kid or the little brother was supposed to be the sacrifice and he got away Mm. i almost think you could you could have it be like the kids escaped the forest and now the forest is like coming after them yeah like so i'm what i'm imagining in my head right now is like the fire is going on you see that you see the little kid the little brother like walking towards the forest and there's like a clear path, like no fire, anything like that, like into the heart of the forest. And he's like yeah. being kind of like drawn into it. And so then the fire goes out, but the kid, the, I keep on saying the kid, uh, the little brother like escapes and yeah. he's like not under the thrall of the forest anymore. And he like, he finds a way out and he escapes. And then like, now the forest is like, I was already promised something. I'm going to get it. Yeah, and, so and it starts I, like sending all the like all this weird stuff starts happening around the town. Like other people start dying, like this, this, and that, and they're like all blaming the kid. And uh, you know, obviously, it's kind of his fault. But yeah, sure, because because he was acting strangely during the fire, or yeah, like or the 
the family the family has like a weird reputation to it yeah or like the kid could almost be like just a little weird in general like he doesn't have a lot of friends and so like he's already unpopular and he's an easy target yeah and like the old like library historian is like is like you know telling them all about like the the history of the of like the of the town and the forest and like there's a forest fire um, a massive forest fire every 75 years or something like that yeah i definitely this this could absolutely play out where the kids you know have to band together and and go to the heart of the forest and defeat some evil entity i'm sure you know chop a tree down or beat an animal or something i don't know (laughs) they just burn the entire forest down (laughs) there's a there's a honey badger in the middle of the forest oh well they're done they're done (laughs) honey badger don't care well, yeah, dude, that was that's that's a really cool idea. Uh, yeah, you should you I, should keep writing that one. I think that's one you should flesh out. I'm really glad that I was able to like talk about it because I was like, this is a really like interesting idea, but I don't know how to like um, how to expand upon it. Dude, I this is this has been really helpful. I'm actually really glad that we did this. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, if no one else subscribes to this Patreon for this alone, this could be just for us. Like, <laughs> this is <laughs> it's just us having fun in our own little playroom that we've yeah. created. Yeah, my own little closet. Yeah. Literally, I'm in a closet. <laughs> Recording live in front of a live studio jacket. <laughs> in front of a live studio moth. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to wrap up our first ever episode of Writer's Room. I think this, this went really well. What do y'all think? Good game, boys. Good game. Yeah, 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 good GG. Game. Sla- yeah, I'm gonna virtually slap your butts. Oh. Um. Uh. So if you guys want to go ahead and leave a comment on the post, uh, the post of this episode, and let us know what you think about these movies. Let us know if you would add anything to it. Uh, we will take all of your ideas to heart, but be personally offended that you think that you are better than us. <laughs> um, Colton, why don't you go ahead and spin that genre reel and see what we're gonna be writing about next time. Uh, also, Colton, I want to, uh, just as a housekeeping thing, uh, if you can add on the wheel, uh, reboot, remake, and pointless sequel. <laughs> uh, I spin the wheel and I got something. Do we want to spin it again since I added two? What, what was it? Musical. <laughs> well, what do you think, boys? Do you want to write a musical? Yeah, let's write a musical. You've heard of cats. Get ready for dogs. <laughs> yeah i think that this whole thing is supposed to be about us like stretching our creative imaginations and so like let's see let's see what we can do let's write a musical boys all right all right so the next time that you will be tuning into writer's room we will have three hopefully great ideas for an original movie musical hollywood you are not ready for this one no you're not i don't think we're ready for this one Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in and thank you for supporting our Patreon once again. My name is Derek Foltz. My name is Brady King and this is the first time I've ever gone second. (laughs) Yeah, I go after... (laughs) I usually go after Derek. My name's Colton Hart. (laughs) My name's Tyler. And... Please don't steal our ideas. TM, TM, TM. TM, 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 TM.